Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Ass Butts. My name's Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 22, called Lucifer Rising. So we start out in St. Mary's Convent in Ilchester, Maryland, 1972. There's a priest lighting candles. Um, black demon smoke rushes into his mouth. We cut to him leading a prayer for a bunch of nuns. He says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, blah, blah, blah. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Truer words were never spoken, huh, sisters? But sometimes it seems as if it's difficult to know the Creator. Sometimes I feel, in a very literal sense, that I have been wandering the desert for years looking for our Father. He goes and locks the doors as he's saying this. He says, well, not our Father, my Father. See, he's in jail. Your dad put him there. I almost gave a Pope, but ye of little faith, because I have finally found him. Or at least, you know, the spot where his cage door opens. It's right here. In a damn convent, for God's sake. Life is funny. One of the nuns says, uh, Father? He says, shut your friggin' pie hole, you little slut. <laughs> it's like, ooh! <laughs> we know something's wrong, yeah. then. He laughs and says, then again, I suppose it makes sense. Folks forget, my daddy is an angel after all. Or was. I mean, I suppose some dumb bastard stood here, felt a jolt of holy juice, and thought, I'm going to build me a nun factory. I'm going to build me a nun factory. <laughs> I'll build me a nun factory. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> well, it's the right idea. Wrong angel. Then his eyes go demon yellow, and he picks up a knife. He says, so if any of you gals are, pr- are the praying type, now would be a good time to start. Then the camera cuts to outside the locked doors, and we hear the nun screaming. So... This is yellow eyes, mm-hmm. right? It's not not just like another demon with yellow eyes, but like our yellow eyes. I'm pretty sure. Do they ever even say? They do later in yeah. the episode. Yeah. I didn't, like, I think when I first saw this, I thought this was just another demon with yellow eyes. I didn't think it was. Yeah, um, I didn't make Zazel. that distinction. Yeah. yeah. So we get our opening title sequence. We cut to Sam looking pensive outside of a rundown house. Ruby comes over and says, Sam, your head in the game here? Sam says, I'm good. Let's go. Ruby says, you Okay. Sam says, I just said I was. Ruby says, look, I know hand-holding really isn't my thing, but still, (laughs) Dean was wrong saying what he said to you. Sam says, no, he was right to say it. I mean, I don't blame him after what I did. Ruby says, well, after we're done, you guys will patch things up. I mean, you always do. Sam says, you're talking like I got an after. Ruby says, don't say that. Sam says, I can feel it inside me, Ruby. I've changed for good. There's no going back now. Look, I know what I got to do. It's okay. I'm just saying Dean's better off as far away from me as possible. Anyway, doesn't matter. Let's just get this done with. So we cut to Dean looking out a window at Bobby's house. Bobby says, Dean, you listen to a word I said? Dean says, yeah, I heard you. I'm not calling him. Bobby says, don't make me get my gun, boy. Dean says, we are damn near kickoff for Armageddon. Don't you think we got bigger fish at the moment? Bobby says, I know you're pissed and I'm not making apologies for what he's done. But he's your, Dean says, blood? He's my blood? Is that what you're going to say? Bobby says, he's your brother, and he's drowning. Dean says, Bobby, I tried to help him. I did. Look what happened. Bobby says, so try again. Dean says, it's too late. Bobby says, there's no such thing. Dean says, no, damn it. No. We got to face the facts. Sam never wanted part of this family. He He hated this life growing up. Ran away to Stanford, first chance he got. And now it's like deja vu all over again. Well, I am sick and tired of chasing him. Screw him. He can do what he wants. Bobby says, you don't mean that. Dean says, yes, I do, Bobby. Sam's gone. He's gone. I'm not even sure if he's still my brother anymore, if he ever was. 
Bobby starts breathing heavy, and then he pushes all the crap on his desk off. He's like, <laughs> I know. You know, like you can tell he's like, in three, two, one, blast yep. off. Yep. <laughs> he yells, you stupid, stupid son of a bitch. Well, boo-hoo, I am so sorry. Your feelings are hurt, princess. <laughs> are you under the impression that family's supposed to make you feel good? Bake you an apple pie, maybe? They're supposed to make you miserable. That's why they're family. I <laughs> <laughs> <That> mean. <laughs> I love it. Dean says, I told him, you walk out that door, don't come back. And he walked out anyway. That was his choice. Bobby says, you sound like a whiny brat. <laughs> no, you sound like your dad. Well, let me tell you something. Your dad was a coward. Dean says, my dad was a lot of things, Bobby, but a coward? Bobby says, he'd rather push Sam away than reach out to him. Well, that don't strike me as brave. You are a better man than your daddy ever was. So you do both of us a favor. Don't be him. Dean turns to look out the window. And when he turns back, he's in a totally different room alone. The room is known. Oh, I said this room is known as the beautiful room. I don't think I don't think they ever call it that in um, in the episodes. But no. it's like known in the fandom as the beautiful room. It's I like, call it the cheeseburger room. <laughs> I mean, what's more beautiful than some cheeseburgers? I know, right? Um, Then Cass is there. He says, hello, Dean. It's almost time. We cut to the demon known as Lilith's chef possessing a neonatal nurse. (laughs) She's wheeling a little baby out of a room in a hospital. She says, we're going to take you to the nursery, sugar. Let mommy and daddy get some sleep. He's a beautiful child. Absolutely scrumptious. Then she wheels uh, the baby right past the nursery while singing patty cake. Her eyes go demon black. Then Sam and Ruby are there, and Sam uses his powers to slam her against the wall. Sam says, so we need to talk. Cut back to the beautiful room. There's artwork, and I don't know what that word is. And, oh, I don't know. (laughs) There's artwork and paintings and sculptures all over. On one table appears a buttload of beers and cheeseburgers. (laughs) Then Zachariah is in the room. I really hate this douchebag. I really do, too. He says, hello, Dean. You're looking fit. Dean says, well, how about this? The sweet life of Zach and Cass. <laughs> Zach looks confused, and Dean says, it's a, never mind. So what is this? Where am I? Zach says, call it a green room. We're closing in on the grand finale here. We want to keep you safe before showtime. Try a burger. They're your favorite. From that seaside shack in Delaware. You were 11, I think. Dean says, I'm not hungry. Zach says, no. How about Ginger from season two of Gilligan's Island? You do have a thing for her, don't you? <laughs> Dean thinks about it and He's says, like, mm. <laughs> and says, tempting, weird. Zach says, we'll throw in Marianne for free. Dean says, no, no, let's bail on the holodeck, okay? I want to know what the game plan is. Zach says, let us worry about that. We want you focused, relaxed. Dean says, well, I'm about to be pissed and leaving, so start talking, Chuckles. Zach sighs and says, all of the seals have fallen, except one. Dean says, that's an impressive score. That's right up there with the Washington Generals. Zach says, you think sarcasm's appropriate, do you, considering you started all this? But the final seal, it'll be different. Dean asks, why? Zach says, Lilith has to break it. She's the only one who can. Tomorrow night, midnight. Dean says, where? Zach says, we're working on it. Dean says, well, work harder. Zach says, we'll do our job. You just make sure you do yours. Dean says, yeah, and what's that exactly? If I'm supposed to be the one that stops her, how? With a knife? Zach says, all in good time. Dean says, isn't now a good time? Zach says, have faith. Dean says, what, in you? Give me one good reason why I should. Zach says, because you swore your obedience, so obey. We cut to the demon nurse. She's tied down in the house that Sam and Ruby are squatting in. 
She says, what, no devil's trap? Sam says, I don't need one. She says, look at you, all roided up. It's like A-Rod and Madonna over here. Sam says, where's Lilith? She says, I'm not scared of you. Sam says, yeah, you are actually, and with good reason. She says, look, what's my upside? Okay, I tell you, you kill me. I don't tell you, you still kill me. I get away. Somehow Lilith will definitely kill me. So where's my carrot? Sam says, I think what you should be worrying about is what happens before you die. He puts his hand out and she starts screaming in agony. We cut to Dean. He says, ah, screw it, and pulls out his phone. He calls Sam and it goes right to voicemail. Dean says, hey, it's me. Look, I'll just get right to it. I'm still pissed and I owe you a serious beatdown, but I shouldn't have said what I said. You know, I'm not dad. We're brothers. You know, we're family. And no matter how bad it gets, that doesn't change. Sammy, I'm sorry. Then the voicemail beeps and Dean hangs up. We cut back to Sam, still torturing the demon nurse. She says, stop, please. Sam says, you'll tell me where she is? She says, fine, fine, just let me die. Sam says, deal. She says, tomorrow night, midnight, she's going to be at a convent, St. Mary's, Ilchester, Maryland. <coughs> Bless you. <laughs> Excuse me. Whew, I'm not sure that was an only one. We'll see. Let me have a quick, was it a twin? <laughs> I know. Let me have a quick drink of coffee here. <laughs> hmm. Oh, I bit my tongue. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. <laughs> There's just too many things happening right now. Ooh, I'm confused. Okay, Ilchester, Maryland. <laughs> Sam says, a convent? She says, Lilith, she's going to break the final seal. Sam says, what is the final seal? She says, I don't know. Sam starts to torture her, but she maintains her lack of knowledge. She says, I'm begging you. Kill me, please. Sam says, fine. Ruby says, wait, you can't. Sam says, why not? Ruby says, because we got to take her with us. It's the final run on the Death Star, and you need more juice than I got. <clears throat> the nurse demon says, you promised. Ruby says, sorry, sister, you're a walking, talking can of whoop-ass. The nurse demon says, you bitch. Ruby says, I know, you just can't trust anyone these days. The nurse demon says, well, at least you won't be able to crack me open that easy. Don't forget, it's not just me, you're bleeding. In fact, I think I'm going to take a little siesta in the subconscious. Hand over the wheel for a bit. Sam says, what are you talking about? She says, Cindy McKellen, RN, come on down. Then Cindy wakes up. She says, what? Where am I? Oh my God, I can't move. What's going on? She turns her head and sees Sam and Ruby. She says, help. Help me, please. Ruby says, great. Cut to St. Mary's Convent, Ilchester, Maryland, 1972. The yellow-eyed possessed priest uh, is covered in nun blood. <laughs> he says, Father, look, I'm not exactly the praying type, but still, I made the sacrifice. I got you a bag full of nuns. So can you hear me? Can you whisper through the door? Just then a wind blows through the lit candles. There's a dead nun on the altar with her head hanging off upside down. Her body gasps and then says, I'm here, my son. Yellow Eyes says, it's so good to hear your voice, Padre. I have been searching for you for so long. You have no idea. The others have, uh, the others have less faith. Dickless heathens, but not me. Lucifer says, you've done well. Yellow Eyes says, so uh, how do I bust you out? Lucifer says, Lilith. Yellow Eyes says, Lilith? Father, she's trapped neck deep in the pit. It won't be easy. Lucifer says, Lilith. Lilith can break the seals. Yellow Eyes says, yeah, okay, but what do I do? Lucifer says, you must find me a child, a very special child. Yellow Eyes says, what do you mean? What child? We cut back to Sam. He's reading a newspaper online. Uh, the article says, St. Mary's abandoned after priest disembowels eight nuns. Sam says, you gotta be kidding me. Ruby says, what? 
Sam says, get this. St. Mary's abandoned in 72 after a priest disembowels eight nuns. Ruby says, what's black and white and red all over? <clears throat> Sam says, that's not funny. <clears throat> Ruby's getting a little more... I think she's demony. She, she, yeah, she's showing her demon a little bit more in this episode mm-hmm. because it's you know coming up on the end. You know, mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, the priest said it wasn't his fault. He said a demon made him do it, and that he even remembered the demon's name, Azazel. Ruby says, "Whoa!" So Lilith, Yellow Eyes, all the A-listers are paying visits. Certainly gives the joint credibility. Sam says, "As a place where the final seal goes down." Ruby says, well, it's good enough for me. Let's pack up Nurse Betty and hit the road. Sam says, hey, maybe, uh, look, maybe we can find another demon. He nods at Nurse Cindy, who is passed out. Ruby says, Sam, no. That blubbery, don't hurt me crap, it's just an act. She's playing you. Sam says, I'm not so sure. Ruby says, even if she's not, there's still a hell bitch snoozing in there. I mean, come on, it's not like you haven't done this before, right? We cut to Sam dragging Cindy out of the car. Out to the car. <laughs> she says, no, just listen to me, okay? My name is Cindy McKellen. I'm a nurse in the NICU over at Enfield Memorial. I have a husband named Matthew, okay? We've been married six years. He's going to be worried sick about me. And I don't even know who you are, and I'm not going to tell anybody anything. Please let me go. Sam opens the trunk of the car, and she starts screaming. He stuffs her inside, looking very upset about it. We cut to Dean, still in the beautiful room. He knocks over a sculpture, and it smashes to pieces on the ground. He's, he's like, like a freaking cat. I know. I, I wrote down he's like a bored cat. He's just yeah. knocking things off of shelves for fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's totally what he's doing. <laughs> then Cass is there. He says, you asked to see me? Dean says, yeah, listen, I need something. Cass says, anything you wish. Dean says, I need you to take me to see Sam. There's something i got to talk to him about. Cass says, what's that? Dean says, the BM I took this morning. What's <laughs> it to you? Just make it snappy. Cass says, I don't think that's wise. Dean says, well, I didn't ask you for your opinion. Cass says, have you forgotten what happened the last time you met? Dean says, no, that's the whole point. Listen, I'm going to do whatever you mooks want, okay? I just need to tie up this one thing. Five minutes, that's all I need. Cass says, no. Dean says, what do you mean no? Are you saying that I'm trapped here? Cass says, you can go wherever you want. Dean says, super, I want to see Sam. Cass says, except there. Dean says, I want to take a walk. Cass says, fine, I'll go with you. Dean says, alone. Cass says, no. Dean says, you know what? Screw this noise. I'm out of here. He heads for the door, and Cass says, through what door? Dean turns to look at Cass confusedly, and then when he turns back around, the door is gone. Dean turns back to Cass, but he is also gone. Dean says, damn it. Cut to Sam in the car. Ruby is driving. Sam looks at his phone and sees that he has a voicemail from Dean. He just stares at it. Ruby says, what are you, a 12-year-old girl? Just play it already. Sam says, mind your own business. They can hear Cindy thumping and screaming in the trunk. Sam says, God, I wish she would just shut up. Ruby says, well, that can be arranged. Sam gives her a what the fuck look, and she says, I don't get it. All the demons you cut with a knife, what did you think happened to the host? How is this any different? Sam says, is that supposed to make me feel better? Ruby says, I know that you're having a tough time here, Sam, but we're in the final lap here. Now is not the time to go to grow a persuader. <laughs> Uh, that, yep. was, that word reminds me of you. Of me? Yeah. Why? I think in some episode earlier, someone said persuader, and you just like could not even handle it. <laughs> I can't remember. I do sometime think that in the word first is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was sometime in the first season. I giggled quite a bit when it when um, I was writing it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam says, "Would you drop the friggin' attitude? I'm about to bleed and drink an innocent woman while she watches." Ruby says, and save the world as a result. Sam says, I don't know. I'm starting to think maybe Dean was right. 
Ruby says, about what? Sam says, about everything. Ruby says, we're going to see this through, right, Sam? Sam says nothing. We cut back to Dean. He's trying to break a wall down. It repairs right in front of his eyes. Dean says, son of a bitch. Then Zach is there. He says, quit hurling feces like a howler monkey, would you? <laughs> it's unbecoming. Dean says, let me out of here. Zach says, like I told you, too dangerous out there. Demons on the prowl. Dean says, I've been getting my ass kicked all year. Now you're sweating my safety? You're lying. I want to see my brother. Zach says, that's ill-advised. Dean says, you know, I am so sick of your crap riddles and your smug fat face. What the hell is going on, huh? Why can't I see Sam? And how am I going to ice Lilith? Zach sighs and says, you're not going to ice Lilith. Lilith is going to break the final seal. I don't know how to say this. Fate accompli at this point. Trains left the station. Dean says, but me and Sam, we can stop. You don't want to stop it, do you? Zach says, nope, never did. The end is nigh. The apocalypse is coming, kiddo, to a theater near you. Dean says, what was all that crap about saving seals? Zach says, our grunts on the ground. We couldn't just tell them the whole truth. We'd have a full-scale rebellion on our hands. I mean, think about it. Would we really let 65 seals get broken unless senior management wanted it that way? Dean says, but why? Zach says, why not? The apocalypse. Poor name, bad marketing, puts people off. When all it is is... Uh, oh, when all it is is a Lee Foreman on a slightly larger scale. And we like our chances. When our side wins, and we will, it's paradise on Earth. Now what's not to like about that? Dean says, what happens to all the people during your little pissing contest? Zach says, well, you can make an omelet. Nope, that's not what he says. <laughs> Zach says, well, you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. In this case, truckloads of eggs. But you get the picture. Look, it happens. This isn't the first planetary enema we've delivered. Which, did you get the, like, what he was talking about? Like, the other planetary enema? Oh, I would like the flood. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Dean looks horrified and glances at a nearby piece of sculpture. Zach says, probably shouldn't try to bash my skull in with that thing. Wouldn't end up pleasant for you. Dean says, what about Sam? He won't go quietly. He'll stop Lilith. Zach says, Sam has a part to play, a very important part. He may need a little nudging in the right direction, but I'll make sure he plays it. Dean says, what does that mean? What are you going to do to him? Zach says, Sam, Sam, Sam. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Forget about him, would you? You have larger concerns. Why do you think I'm confiding in you? You're still vital, Dean. We weren't lying about your destiny. Just omitted a few pertinent details. But nothing's changed. You are chosen. You will stop it. Just not Lilith or the apocalypse. That's all. Dean says, which means? Zach says, Lucifer. You're going to stop Lucifer. You're our own little Russell Crowe, complete with surly attitude. And when it's over, and when you've won, your rewards will be unimaginable. Peace. Happiness. Two virgins and 70 sluts. Trust me, one day we'll look back on this and laugh. Dean says, tell me something. Where's God in all this? Zach says, God? God has left the building. Then Zach whooshes away. We cut to St. Mary's convent. A security guard is checking out the place. Then Lilith is behind him. She says, howdy. He says, lady, this is private property. You're not supposed to be here. She says, but I'm here for mass, and so are you. Then two demons grab him. Cut back to Dean. He tries to call Sam again, but just gets static. Then Cass is there. He says, you can't reach him, Dean. You're outside your coverage zone. <laughs> Dean says, what are you going to do to Sam? Cass says nothing. He's going to do it to himself. Dean says, what's that supposed to mean? Cass says nothing, and Dean says, oh, right, right. Got to tow the company line. Why are you here, Cass? 
Cass says, we've been through much together, you and I, and I just wanted to say, I'm sorry it ended like this. Dean says, sorry? Then Dean punches Cass in the face. Cass's head turns, but that's it. Dean turns around. And it sounds like he hit metal. That's exactly right. (laughs) Okay. Dean turns around, and you can tell he hurt his hand. (laughs) Dean says, it's Armageddon, Cass. You need a bigger word than sorry. Cass says, try to understand. This is long foretold. This is your... Dean says, destiny? Don't give me that holy crap. Destiny, God's plan, it's all a bunch of lies, you poor, stupid son of a bitch. It's just a way for your bosses to keep me and keep you in line. You know what's real? People. Families. That's real. And you're going to watch them all burn? Cass says, what is so worth saving? I see nothing but pain here. I see inside you. I see your guilt, your anger, confusion. In paradise, all is forgiven. You'll be at peace, even with Sam. Dean says... You can't take... No, no, that's not... Sorry. (laughs) Dean says, you can take your piece and shove it up your lily white ass because I'll take the pain and the guilt. I'll even take Sam as is. It's a lot better than being some Stepford bitch in paradise. This is simple, Cass. No more crap about being a good soldier. There is a right and there is a wrong here and you know it. Look at me. You know it. You were going to help me once, weren't you? You were going to warn me about all this before they dragged you back to Bible camp. Help me now, please. Cass says, what would you have me do? Dean says, get me to Sam. We can stop this before it's too late. Cass says, I do that. We will all be hunted. We'll all be killed. Dean says, if there is anything worth dying for, this is it. Cass says nothing. And Dean says, you spineless, soulless son of a bitch. What do you care about dying? You're already dead. We're done. Cass says, Dean. But Dean says, we're done. Cass lightly whooshes away. <laughs> I say lightly because it says light whooshing sound <laughs> on the yeah. captions. And I just thought it was funny that everyone else gets whooshing noises. He gets light whooshing. That's right. <laughs> so we cut to Sam and Ruby outside the convent. Ruby says, Sam, it's time. Are we doing this or not? Sam says, give me a minute to think. Ruby says, Sam. Sam says, give me a damn minute, Ruby. Ruby says, better think fast. Sam pulls out his phone and listens to Dean's message. Dean's voice says, listen to me, you blood-sucking freak. Dad always said I'd either have to save you or kill you. Well, I'm giving you fair warning. I'm done trying to save you. You're a monster, Sam, a vampire. You're not you anymore, and there's no going back. The voicemail ends, and Ruby smirks. So do we think that Zach changed it, or Ruby? It seems like Ruby, because... I think Ruby did, because Ruby clearly knew. Yeah. Okay. Like that, I think that's the implication, is that Ruby changed it, so then that way he wouldn't be like, oh, you know, because it seems like he was having second thoughts, so she changed it, so that way he'd continue with yeah, the plan, and it would like, on. you know, yeah, kind of ignite the uh, angst. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> so to Ruby, Sam says, do it. Ruby says, thank God, and she gets the demon out of the trunk. Cut back to Dean. He's about to eat a cheeseburger when Cass grabs him from behind and holds him against the wall. He takes out the demon-killing knife and cuts his own arm. Then he draws a symbol on the wall with his blood. Zach shows up and says, Castiel, would you mind explaining just what the hell you're doing? Cass puts his hand in the middle of the symbol, and there's a bright light, and Zach is gone. Cass says, he won't be gone long, and we have to find Sam now. Dean says, where is he? Cass says, I don't know, but I know who does. We have to stop him, Dean, from killing Lilith. Dean says, but Lilith's going to break the final seal. Cass says, Lilith is the final seal. She dies. The end begins. Cut to Chuck at the prophet. We see him on his computer screen. He's writing a book called Supernatural, Lucifer Rising. He's on the phone. He says, oh, yeah, really? At the same time? Really? That sounds moist. What are your rates? The woman on the phone says, we can get you one girl, one hour, $1,000. Chuck says, okay, then I'll take 20 girls for the whole night. 
The woman says, um, sir, I'm not sure you can afford that. Chuck says, lady, sometimes you got to live like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> then he turns around and Dean and Cass are there. Chuck says, wait, this isn't supposed to happen. To the woman on the phone, he says, no, lady, this is definitely supposed to happen. But I just got to call you back. He hangs up. Uh, we cut to Lilith. One of her minions brings her a bowl of blood. He looks uneasy. Lilith says, don't be afraid. We're going to save the world. She turns around to put the bowl on the altar. And when she turns back, all the demons in the hallway are dead. Then Sam and Ruby show themselves. Lilith, Lilith uses her powers to close the door between her and them. Cut back to Dean. He's reading Chuck's new work. He says, St. Mary's, what is it, a convent? Chuck says, yeah, but you guys aren't supposed to be there. You're not in this story. Cass says, yeah, well, we're making it up as we go. Then the room starts rumbling, and there's a bright light. Chuck says, oh, man, not again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Chuck says, it's the archangel. Uh, no, uh, I think Castiel says that. I wrote Chuck. But Castiel says, it's the archangel. I'll hold him off. I'll hold them all off. Just stop Sam. Then Cass teleports Dean to St. Mary's convent. Chuck and Cass wait for the archangel to show up, and Chuck puts his hand very sweetly on Cass's shoulder. <laughs> I love that. Uh, we cut to Sam. He busts into the room and uses his powers to slam Lilith against the altar. Then Dean is behind Sam, still in the hallway. Ruby sees him and smirks. She uses her powers to close the doors between them. To Lilith, Sam says, I've been waiting for this for a very long time. Lilith says, then give me your best shot. So Sam starts. In the background, we can hear Dean yelling Sam's name. He stops killing Lilith and says, Dean? Ruby's in the background yelling, what are you waiting for? Sam, now. Lilith starts to laugh. She says, you turned yourself into a freak, a monster, and now you're not going to bite? I'm sorry, but that is honestly adorable. Sam starts to kill her again, and his eyes go demon black. Then Lilith is dead. She's laying on the floor, and her blood starts to travel and make a symbol on the floor. Kind of looks like a vine of some variety. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's a weird, like, like it ends up being a circle with, like, spikes going towards the middle of the circle. Yeah. Um, Ruby says, I can't believe it. Sam says, Ruby, what's going on? Ruby says, you did it. I mean, it was a little touch and go there for a while, but you did it. Sam says, what? What did I do? Ruby says, you opened the door, and now he's free at last. He's free at last. Sam says, no, Lilith, I stopped her. I killed her. Ruby says, and it is written that the first demon shall be the last seal, and you bust her open. Now guess who's coming to dinner? Sam says, oh, my God. Ruby says, guess again. You don't even know how hard this was. All the demons out from my head? No one knew. I was the best of those sons of bitches, the most loyal. Not even Alistair knew. Only Lilith. Lilith. Yeah, I'm sure you're a little angry right now, but I mean, come on, Sam. Even you have to admit, I'm awesome. <laughs> Sam says, you bitch, you lying bitch. He tries to exercise her, but he falls on the ground instead. She says, don't hurt yourself, Sammy. It's useless. You shot your payload on the boss. Sam says, the blood, you poisoned me. Ruby says, no, it wasn't the blood. It was you and your choices. I just gave you the options and you chose the right path every time. You didn't need the feather to fly. You had it in you the whole time, Dumbo. I know it's hard to see it now, but this is a miracle. So long coming. Everything Azazel did and Lilith did just to get you here. And you were the only one who could do it. Sam says, why? Why me? Ruby says, because. Because it had to be you, Sammy. It always had to be you. You saved us. You set him free. And he's going to be grateful. He's going to repay you in ways that you can't even imagine. Then Dean breaks into the room. Ruby stands up and says, you are too late. Dean says, I don't care. Then Sam holds her arms back, and Dean kills her with the demon blade. To Dean, Sam says, 
I'm sorry. Then the blood symbol on the floor on the floor shoots a bright light up into the air. Dean says, Sammy, let's go. Sam says, Dean, he's coming. And credits. <sighs> mistakes were made. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the bigger mistakes were made. I <sighs> kind of loved Ruby in her last moments. Yeah. I just thought it was it was interesting to see her being like i'm fucking the bomb baby like (laughs) look at the dope shit i did you know it's like the first time you actually see her as her yeah and not like Mm -hmm. trying to be buddy buddy and you know all that sort of right yeah she was she was acting way more demony this episode Mm -hmm. and i was like why is she suddenly saying things that she knows will upset sam yeah you know yeah because um, she's like, this has been my. Because she's been trying to hide her true self this whole time to mm-hmm. like play the board, you know. And now she's like, finally, it doesn't matter anymore. And I could be the, you know, terrible me that mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be, you know. Yeah. So I also think it's amazing that we find out that this is what Azazel wanted all along. Mm-hmm. This was his entire plan. It wasn't the army, you know. Yeah, it wasn't the army. It was it was bringing Lucifer back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's pretty awesome yeah it's kind of like oh everything's kind of tying together now, right you know right yeah yeah oh my gosh well i mean the good news is that you don't have to try and say lilith too much more <laughs> oh my god i know god it was strong every time i said it it sounded more like lilith. Lilith. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean I, she's mentioned again but not in any the same capacity right, as, right. You know, like what she near what was when she was alive so there's that but yeah um also i don't remember the archangel part where like they go to chuck and the whole archangel situation like most of the rest of it i remembered i didn't remember that like mm-hmm. at all for some reason i don't know why yeah like it must not have well, just seemed important at the time or... why was an archangel even showing up right then because he wasn't in danger exactly that's what i don't understand either yeah. like <sighs> Because it's like, if there is a perceived threat to the prophet, then, or whatever, you know, then there will be, like, the archangel there. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, there wasn't a threat. I mean, unless Dean was perceived as a threat because he was so worked up, you know, like. Maybe. That's but, the yeah, only thing I can sense. figure. Like, it right. doesn't, I don't get it. Yeah. That you know? was weird. I didn't get that part either. Like, there's got to be an explanation. I just don't know what it is. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> also, you would think that, like, pastors, like, priests, that sort of, like, couldn't be possessed. Who knows? Like, it just seems, like, I mean, they're people like anybody else, mm-hmm. but it just seems weird to me that it's like, oh, yeah, these are, like, I don't know. It's just strange. I don't yeah. know, like, where, how. I don't know. My brain just rolls around that. Like, every time, like, with this scene and, like, different, you know, things with, like, people in the church getting possessed, I'm like, this, mm, what? You know, like. Yeah, I don't know. What? It's just weird to me. Um, Also, at the beginning when, like, you know, the priest goes all, like, crazy on the nuns and everything and it, like, goes kind of, like, the camera backs down the hallway and there's that, like, stone angel there. I, like really expected it to be like crying blood i did too i was waiting for it i thought it was gonna happen i was totally waiting for it and it didn't happen and i was like and then the scene changed and i was like what you know there's no blood like why didn't this happen it doesn't make any sense but anyways what was your favorite moment from this episode my favorite moment was when um 
Cass and Chuck were in Chuck's house and the archangel is coming and mm-hmm. Cass is just like, you know, I'm going to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And Chuck like puts his hand on his shoulder. And yeah. I just thought that was so sweet because mm-hmm. you can see Chuck really like emphasizing with with Cass and just being like, you know, I'm going to try and give you this hand on your shoulder for comfort. You yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't think I said it earlier, but then Cass kind of looks at the hand in confusion. And like, Chuck, when? like, takes his hand back. <laughs> like, eh. But I just, yeah. Yeah, I just really liked it. He tried to have a bro moment, and it was... He tried to have a bro moment, and it was just the sweetest moment. Yeah. So, anyway, what was your favorite moment? Um, I have three. <laughs> okay. Um, so, the first one is when Bobby has his little, like... You know, ranty, you stupid, stupid son of a bitch. Oh, well, yeah. boo-hoo. I'm so sorry. Your feelings are hurt, princess. And yeah. that's, like, one of those lines that gets quoted a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. Um, As it should be. He's like, are you under the impression that family is supposed to make you feel good? Bake you an apple pie, maybe? They're supposed to make you feel miserable. That's why they're family. Yeah. Like, it just... <laughs> it just is funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that yeah, line. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Also, okay, I liked when Ruby was like, now is not the time to grow a persqueeter. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would like that. Because it's just so funny. Like, it is funny. I, I knew like it. it. And then you spineless, soulless son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my favorite lines in the whole thing. I don't know why. Like, and is this, so I don't remember if this is the only time that this is said or if this is like all of a sudden a thing after this and it like becomes more like he says it more often. Like I don't remember if it's a one and I don't remember thing, it either. But like it's it, one of those that again is like a super popular Dean quote. Yes. So it's like I don't remember if it's I've just heard it so many times through other people quoting it that like that's what I'm thinking or if it's like actually said more than once. Yeah, you know? I feel like it's said more than once. Probably. I mean he says Son of a bitch, a lot. Yeah. The spineless, soulless on there, too, mm-hmm. is, I think, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I have no idea. Yeah. I think he says it more than once. But. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible. I just don't remember. But. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> um, so our interesting facts from this episode, uh, it says Father Lane. I think so. We're going to go with it. <laughs> Um, a priest possessed by Azazel is named after Frederick Lane, who played Azazel during the show's second season. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that actor who plays Yellow Eyes yeah. in the first mm-hmm. whatever. He does a really convincing job. Yeah. He is just perfect. Like, I actually, the sarcasm and everything. Yeah. yeah. I read that, um, that um, the cast wanted to bring him back for the last season, but only if it was that actor yeah. playing Yellow Eyes. So yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard anything other than that. It was like yeah. an interview that like Jared had or something like that. Yeah. I think, well, before they even let, or before they even um, started airing season 15, mm-hmm. um, there was a bunch of articles about they're going to bring so many people back and mm-hmm. blah, 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 you know. And so like, to be determined, you know, yeah. like they're only... What, halfway through now? Mm, yes. Not even that. Or halfway. I think they're just about halfway, like yeah. give or take one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm kind of like, I, I'm just like waiting to see all the people that they bring back. They brought know? back a few people already, but yeah, not, a few. Like, not like a bunch. No. So. Yeah. But I mean, like, they're definitely bringing back people at a steady pace, yes. you know, and not just like, oh, there's been like one here and there you mm-hmm. know it's like there's pretty frequently people showing yeah. up so yeah yeah i like it <laughs> um 
It says, this finale episode is called Lucifer Rising, which mirrors the title of the season premiere, Lazarus Rising. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, when the bells are heard chiming in the convent, the melody they chime is the traditional plain song melody of... mm, Dias Irae? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The start of a Latin poem that translates as Day of Wrath. Um, This same melody is also used in the opening credits of Stanley Kubrick's film, The Shining. Hmm, cool. Which, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't remember a ton of The Shining. Yeah, yeah, me too. I've seen it, but. (laughs) Um, uh, It says, Dean tells Zachariah, how about this? The sweet like of Zach and Cass. He's referring to the mid-2000s Disney Channel sitcom, The Sweet Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Mm -hmm. Which. I never watched that show. I I haven't watched that show either. Well, I think I, like, I never watched it, but I think I've, like, been around when it's been on. Okay. Um, I think, I want to say that the kids that I used to babysit back in the day, um, maybe they watched it or something? Hmm. I don't know. Somebody watched it, and I ended up, you know, seeing bits and pieces of it or Mm -hmm. something. I don't know, but anyways, um... And I don't think we see... So one of the characters from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody is on the show, but I don't think we've met her yet, have we? No, I think that's another yeah interesting fact. But I'm not... Um, but no, we haven't met her yet. Yeah. Um, it says, this is the first episode in the series where the end credits appear as black text on a white background. Hmm. Okay. Which... Because, I mean, that's what it is now. It just, it stayed that way, right? Yeah. It's usually black with white up until now. And you just said that. I realized you just said the exact same thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't remember if it happens later or not. I can't remember. Wait, this is, this is the first episode in the series where the end credits appear as black text on a white background. Right, because it has that bright white light. Yeah. Now, now it's black background with white text isn't mm-hmm. it it has been that up until yeah again i just sorry no but so like i'm trying to so like did they do that and then they switched it to the white with the black yeah and then they switched it back to the I black so. with the white mm-hmm. okay we'll find out yeah i don't know i'm yeah. like i feel like that's what it's been the whole mm-hmm. time but i don't remember it being white with black yeah but i also wasn't paying attention so <laughs> um it says when dean says now uh, wait, now it's like deja vu all over again. He's quoting the, gr- the great Yogi Berra, mm-hmm. which I don't know. My dad what? loves him. I feel like he was a like a sports announcer. I'm not sure if that's right, though. I, I mean, so. Yogi Berra, I know. <laughs> but Yogi Berra, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is a, a sports announcer. And he had all these, like, funny sayings and stuff. And, um, like, it's like deja vu all over again. Just stuff yeah. like that. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it says, Many supernatural episodes share a title with the ro- with a rock or metal song. Um, Lucifer Rising is one of these. It is the title track of an EP released by Candlemass in 2008. Hmm. Okay. I've never heard of them. <laughs> um, it says, Dean makes a reference to the Disney Channel show, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Um, and it says Kim Rhodes, um, who later comes into the show, um, played the mother in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, when Zachariah said, Sam, 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 Marsha, 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 um, the original Marsha, Marsha, Marsha was a very whiny, com- 
complaint by a very young Jan about older post-adolescent Marsha getting all the attention from the TV show The Brady Bunch. Um, it became shorthand for stop your child dish self-centered whining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Zachariah speaking to Dean, you're going to stop Lucifer. You're our own little Russell Crowe, complete with surly attitude. Um, in the 2000 movie Gladiator, an evil despot rises to the throne of Rome, and after much struggle, Crow's gladiator character kills the despot in the combat arena. Um, note that in the movie, a lot of very powerful people who did nothing to stop the despot watched this fight to the death, considering a gladiatorial um, uh, match to be entertainment. Sometimes the people, like when they write these sentences, they kind of funk. They make the words all funky, so... Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that didn't make any sense. It said mat- gladiatorial matches to be... Inter- well, I guess that works, too. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, this is the last appearance of Genevieve, um, who who's now... Or Genevieve Cortese, who's now Genevieve Padalecki um, as the demon Ruby. Um, it says, when Lucifer's cage open, it opens... It opens with bright white light. Um, this is fitting as Lucifer's name literally means bringer of light. Um, it says, in the scene with Dean, Cass, and Chuck, just as the archangel attacks, the episode's title, Lucifer Rising, can be seen written on Chuck's computer. Um, fitting as all his previous supernatural books were titled with names of actual episodes. Mm-hmm. So, and the body count is 11 in this one. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. <laughs> Quite a few. Cool. I mean, all the nuns, right? Yeah. Because I think that, I mean, other than Ruby. So I think they said it was eight nuns. The security guard. Security guard. And Ruby. Ruby. Wait. Eight, nine, ten. We're missing one. Who are we missing? I don't know. Maybe, I'm what, trying to think. It was definitely eight nuns. Well, then there was all the demons. Maybe there was another demon. Lilith. Oh, ha. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, no, that's embarrassing. That was embarrassing. That's oh, fine. I'm ashamed. <laughs> you got there. I never did. <laughs> You're like, maybe there is another demon. Wait, there was a demon. <laughs> maybe the Christ. original one. <laughs> That happened to uh, die. You know what? It's late. Uh, it, is, it is late in the night. <laughs> I'm still ashamed. God. <sighs> uh. Okay, so our research from this week. Um, this So this episode takes place in Ilchester, Maryland. Um, and this is from Patch.com. Um, it's titled Peeping Tom, the Flickergeist of Ilchester Tunnel. The Flickergeist? Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't get the whole Flickergeist thing, but okay. it's fine. Um, so it's a little-known lo- legend dating back to the turn of the century. Um, and it says, um, it's the ultimate staring contest, and no one can survive it. The legend of Peeping Tom, known generationally as Blink Man, the Tunnel Man, and even, <laughs> and even Ilchester the Molester... <laughs> <laughs> Which I find fantastic. I love it. Um, Has its roots in the Great Depression um, and has inspired the nightmares of thousands of Ellicott City children since. It's a story that has been curiously overlooked by writers on the subject of Maryland folklore, but one that seems to be making a comeback in the aftermath of the flooding of Main Street in July of 2016. Um, According to playground historians, if a person stands at the far side of the trestle spanning the Pattis... Oh, boy. 
Patapsco. I don't know. I'm gonna go with that. Pat Pat yeah, Patapsco River at exactly midnight. And if he or she possesses the strength of will to stare into Ilchester Tunnel without blinking their eyes for one uninterrupted hour, you have to blink. Your eyeballs you are dry do out. That. How you could can't you do, do that. that. Um but it says if they do that, they will see Peeping Tom appear at the tunnel's far end. Um, according to Jacob Bohm, um, a 16th century alchemist, Peeping Tom and his otherworldly brethren are flimmern geists, or in the common vernacular, flicker geists. Flicker geists. Better than what I almost, almost said. Um, <laughs> shadowy beings living on the periphery of vision. It has been theorized that Ilchester Tunnel serves as a sort of interdimensional focal point, and that by completing the staring contest, this flickergeist is drawn out of the shadows and trapped within the beholder's field of vision. Okay, we did another sort of research about something that where if you like, or maybe it was like, oh, maybe we didn't. I don't remember, but it was like something about like your brain or your vision or something like that. And it was like, if you stare at something for long enough, you will see things because your brain. Oh, I starts think it was like, something in Bloody Mary. Remember? Cause staring oh at the yeah, yeah. Like staring into the mirror and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. If you stare without blinking at something for an hour, you're going to see, you're going to see things. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just going to happen. <laughs> it's impossible to do that anyway, though. Yeah, like, you have to blink. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Tape your eyelids open? Yeah. Stick toothpicks in them? Like, <laughs> how are you going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, it says, however, as with all supernatural challenges, this one comes with a hefty price. For once Peeping Tom has been seen, he cannot be unseen. He appears at a distance approximate to the tunnel's far end, and every time the viewer blinks, Peeping Tom is still there, but one step closer. Ew, that <laughs> is terrifying. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it either. It says, this continues until he's literally nose-to-nose with his prey and uses his long eyelashes to tickle his victim, forcing him or her to Ooh. blink. And that's when Peeping Tom strikes. If one listens to local lore, many a foolhardy adventurer has performed the superhuman task of of keeping their eyes open long enough to conjure Peeping Tom, but none are able to then keep their eyes open long enough to survive an attack. Um, Victims are typically found dead from heart failure, literally scared to death. Um, Peeping Tom has re-entered conversation following the destruction of Main Street, mostly due to eerie parallels that initiated the construction of Ilchester Tunnel in 1903. Um, the old main line subdivision is one of the oldest in the United States and was once the chief thoroughway for the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad. Uh, the initial route followed by the Patapsco River Valley um, west out of Baltimore with the... Wait. The initial route followed the Patapsco River Valley west out of Baltimore with the first section opening for service in 1830. Um, engineers built the line around the large hill fronting the river in nearby Ilchester Station, allowing freights to travel via the Patterson Viaduct past prestigious St. Mary's College, which is so I was originally trying to do um, research on St. Mary's Convent, which doesn't exist, but there's a St. Mary's College, Mm -hmm. which is supposedly haunted, Mm -hmm. um, but there just wasn't enough information. There's like two paragraphs on it, and that was it. It wasn't anything crazy. But if you want to look at that, just look up St. Mary's College, and then it's kind of okay. interesting. It doesn't really give you any, like, ghost stories. It kind of just gives you, like, background of the building. Oh, yeah. So, anyways. Not enough. Yeah. Mm-mm. It says, um, but in 1868, Mother Nature, or perhaps something more sinister, had other ideas. It says, there is a freak storm, the valley flooded, passengers drowned, and the railroad was severely damaged. 
and while engineers constructed workable alternatives for the ruined viaduct during the intervening years, it wasn't until 1903 that the final solution was complete. It says the hill was blasted, a light peered from the darkness, Ilchester Tunnel had opened its eye. Or its eye, not his eye. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the tunnel is a he, apparently. Obviously. I, <laughs> I mean, as... I guess that's not... It's, it's I guess a... I would call it a girl if it's a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it, would, it would make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it says, a century later, the station is gone. Uh, St. Mary's College fell into disuse and was uh, destroyed by a fire in 1968, exactly 100 years after the flood that ruined the train line. Now only the ruins of what locals call Hell House remain, staring across the, ri- or staring across the river at the eye in the tunnel. When the main line still, or while the main line still runs, and the lonely whistle of passing freights can still be heard throughout the valley, it's an echo, the sound of an era past, a land fall, fallen silent, a place that whispers of secrets, a place gone wrong, a place hmm. now haunted, haunted by Peeping Tom the Blink Man, or Ilchester the Molester. <laughs> that, like, that legend, like, got to me. Yeah. Uh, that creeped me out. Normally these don't creep me out. Yeah. But I got a little goosebumpy. You like blink and it gets closer yeah. and closer. Uh. And the eyelash is tickling though. I don't like that uh, part. Yeah. That's super like, creepy. Once it, like if it's like in your face, that's one thing. If it's touching you, oh, forget it. I'm peeing my pants and if running. If it's eyelashes are touching you, yeah. bla- you guys are like, practically kissing. Eyeball the eyeball. Eyeball the Ew. eyeball right there. Yeah. That just is, sounds terrifying. Sounds yeah. terrifying. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I want to go see Chester the Molester. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. Ill You're on your own. Molester. You're on your own. <laughs> well, it wouldn't work because I couldn't keep my eyes open for an hour. Anyway. No. <laughs> yeah, so it's not know. like it would happen, but I'd like to go see the bridge. You know? <laughs> Listen, after my LASIK, there's no way I could do that for an hour. My eyes would be so dry. They'd be like paper. By the time I did finally get to blink, I'd probably like, you know, like the, like, oh, the, um, flap that kind of like covers your whole eye mm-hmm. i'd blink and it'd probably like crumple into a ball yeah. <laughs> like, my whole eyeball would just be wrong that would hurt so much <laughs> oh it wouldn't feel good <laughs> that's for sure so what is your idiot or aspect moment <laughs> so i realized after we did our last episode that i did the same idiot or aspect moment twice <laughs> oh no really yeah it was just like two episodes ago but um so this one it happened a little while ago but Steve decided for my birthday that he was just going to puke mm-hmm. on my carpet. Mm. Like, <laughs> like cleaning up cat vomit on your birthday is not the exact, like, way to have fun, I don't think. Mm. But, like, I came home and, like, he, you know, screaming and yelling at me like usual. Like, how dare you leave me? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. You know, yeah. whatever. And then... <laughs> Like, five minutes later, he makes eye contact with me, walks over to underneath the dining room table, which he doesn't really go underneath, Mm -hmm. probably just to make it more difficult for me to clean, let's be honest, looks me in the eye, and then throws up a big ol' hairball. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this is what I think. (laughs) It was great. So, yeah, that was... That was my my birthday present from Steve. Was a big old steaming hairball. He got you something. That's sweet. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, it was not my idea of a good time, but at least I got it um, before anything could like soak into the carpet, which was nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of him to like let me see him do it, so I could like go and grab it before it like made too much of a mm-hmm. mess. So. 
there's that. But <laughs> what was your idiot or aspect moment? Well, this happened today. Um, my mom, who doesn't work on Saturdays, came down the stairs and, with her computer. And she says, I got this email from somebody at work. And I think maybe I'm not understanding quite what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, can you read it and just make sure that I'm understanding it? Mm-hmm. And so it's this is her work email mm-hmm. that she got this email to. Okay? Yeah. And it said it was, um, she said it was this guy named John who she's never met, but he's someone in the corporate rung. Mm-hmm. Um, and she d- didn't recognize his last name. She says there's a lot of Johns. Mm-hmm. So she was like, he emailed her like, hey, can there's you- a lot of Johns. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, he, continue. <laughs> so his email is like, hey, can you go to the store to Fred Meyers where she works mm-hmm. and pick up a bunch of gift cards that I need to give to some employees? Mm-hmm. And she said that she didn't feel like she told me she didn't want to feel like doing it. So she told him that he w- that she was babysitting. <laughs> but maybe she'd do it later in the afternoon. Yeah. And um, and he was like, he emailed her back like, oh, yeah, sorry, I can't really chat right now because I'm in the middle of a meeting. But what time do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, and where should I meet you? And then and then he goes on to say that he doesn't actually need the physical gift cards. He can just take the numbers and the PIN numbers from her. And I was like, Mom, this is a little bit weird. This Are you sounds su- like a scam. Yeah, I was like, Are you supposed to go pay for these gift cards yourself? And she goes, Oh, like she hadn't thought of that. Yeah. She was like, huh? And I was like, no, this isn't right. This is yeah. totally a scam. Yeah. And she was like, but this is my work email. Yeah. And I was like, it doesn't yeah. Matter. Yeah. She was like, oh, wait, but he's not emailing from a work email for the same company. Yeah. And so, yeah, after she, she just kept gasping and long silences and <laughs> and then she and then she was like this is a scam and i was like yeah. yeah don't do it she's like okay i won't and then she takes her computer and runs up the stairs <laughs> and i was like ah so i followed her and i was like mom don't email him back yeah just stop contact and yeah. she was like oh i already emailed him back telling him i wouldn't <laughs> and, I was, and she's like and then i blocked him and i was just like okay well at least you did that but yeah. it was close yeah you know she, she was like- she only didn't do it because she was still sleeping and tired yeah that's the only reason she didn't yeah. do it. Yeah, well, and it's a good thing that she asked you about it, too, mm-hmm. that she was like, wait, am I not understanding this right? Or else she totally probably would have been like, well, how many gift cards do you need and how much do you need them for? And right. it would have been like a bunch of, you know, probably a ton of money that she would have just given him. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Totally. Scams, Ugh. man. I know. So I'm so glad she asked me about it. Yeah. Yeah, That that's a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. But at least... So, with stuff like that for scams, like, generally, if somebody's like, I need you to do this right now, mm-hmm. it's not exactly real. Unless it's, like, obviously somebody that you know that's emailing you and, like, hey, and, like, you've talked about it or, like, it's something, you know, right. like, that's one thing. If you're, like, you know, if it's, like, somebody in your family or, like, one of your friends or something that's, like, hey, can you go and do this? Like, I need it to be done or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I mean, involving money can still be a little bit sketchy, but, like just in general like hey i need to do this right now that's fine mm-hmm. usually but like somebody that you don't really know well like even if she would have recognized the name and been like oh i know this person like mm-hmm. that's weird you don't ask somebody you don't know to go and like buy a bunch of gift cards you yeah know? like yeah all yeah. of it was just uh, and i was just like rolling my eyes through the whole thing until i realized <laughs> yeah. that like oh hey someone's trying to actually scam my mom and i yeah. was just like oh like yeah this is not like, okay this she, isn't a thing yeah so <laughs> yeah. she she got there in the end but that's good yeah i'm glad she asked me about it jesus christ <sighs> that would have been scary yeah <laughs> yeah 
What happened once to um, Eric's grandpa, Mm -hmm. he called Eric one day, um, freaking out. Uh, He left a message saying, like, I'm sorry, I tried to go to the cash machine and get all the money that you asked for, but it would only let me withdraw the certain amount and blah, 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 blah. So Eric called him back and somebody had called Eric's grandpa Mm -hmm. and said, hadn't really said his name, Mm -hmm. but it was Eric, apparently, saying that he got arrested and he needed all this money for bail and Mm. blah, blah, blah. And his grandpa was just like, okay, and tried to go get money out of the machine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To send to whoever. Yeah. Yeah. And Eric was just like, oh. Don't do it. I'm not in jail. Yeah. 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 They target old people like that. Yeah, because they know that they don't probably know any better because, like, I mean, they didn't grow up with technology. They don't know how, you know, Mm -hmm. like my, (coughs) I think I've talked about this before once. My um, great-grandpa, he, I think it was, like, an email that somebody had sent him that they're, like, you know, you're going to be in trouble if you don't send this and this and this. And Mm -hmm. it was, like, probably, I think it was, like, an IRS something maybe or whatever. But, like, this happened to him multiple times because Mm -hmm. he did, I mean, also he had dementia. Mm -hmm. And it was probably, he had that at the time, but it wasn't, like, as bad, you know? Right. And so, I mean, they got thousands of dollars from him. Oh, jeez. Because he would just, like, oh, here's my bank information. Like, yeah. take this. And then they're, like, great. I'm going to go, like, withdraw all this money. Or they're, like, hey, like, you need to pay us this amount of money or this something bad is going to happen to you. And then he'd be, like, okay. And he'd just, like, give them the money, you mm-hmm. know. And it's, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Why? You know, yeah. like, why? No, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, of course, with dementia, sometimes you can get a little paranoid. Right. And so... He was then, con- like, he wouldn't use his computer because he was convinced that his computer was the one that was taking the money from him. Oh, jeez. And it's like, no, it's these people scamming you. Like, right. it's not the computer. The computer's not the bad thing. The computer's just the portal for all of this. Right. Like, and then he was, like, very wary of, like, phone, because then they would call him, too, and ask for that. And so mm-hmm. he was, like, worried about like the phone was taking money from him and the computer was taking money from him and then he at some point he was convinced that it was his email taking money from him and Mm -hmm. it's like no (laughs) but yeah yeah. it was like oh oh, man that was a whole thing yeah eventually it was just like he's like i'm not going on my email anymore i'm not going on this anymore i'm not going to it's like okay fine you know but i mean because honestly at that point it's like good because you're gonna get money taken from you if you keep going on it you know Mm because you just listen but yeah it's just like oh man so that was interesting. Uh. <laughs> so just so you all know, we, since this is the last episode of season four, we are going to take a break for a week, um, do the same thing that we did last season, take a break for a week, then um, publish our outtakes, and then take another break for a week before we start season five, so that way we can get episodes in the bank and just kind of give ourselves a little bit of some like wiggle room um that's right yeah but yeah so we will see you guys er, for a new episode in what is that three weeks <laughs> four weeks i think it's weeks, four weeks yeah four weeks. um but you'll have the outtakes in the meantime which is just us blathering on about nothing yes so <laughs> there's that <laughs> <laughs> Well, please email us at podcast at gmail.com. The word and is filled out. And we really, really want to hear from you guys. So please email us. We don't hear from anybody. We've had one email, folks. Like, we want to hear from you. So then that way we can, like, you know, have communication get an idea world yeah maybe there's something we're doing that you don't like and you need you know just give us that feedback Mm -hmm. 
Um, also, please tell us things that you do like so we don't hate ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> don't just be like, you suck at everything, because I don't think we can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can visit our Facebook page, Idiots and Aspects, a Supernatural Podcast. So thank you again. Thank you.